One of the major differences, the customer is not always the user. That is something that we take for granted in the consumer space. everyone thanks for tuning into notes of design to help support our mission spread knowledge we have a very special guest on today's episode let's welcome amit patel amit is a ux professional and he has a experience of over 13 years currently he manages a team of designers around workspace intelligence in microsoft previously he had worked with companies like honeywell airspace ibm and other couple of startups he's also an alumnus of nid gandhi nagar and he's also been an engineer in his earlier career also presently and visiting faculty at nid bangalore and a member of board of studies at MIT Design Pune. While trying his hands at publishing few patents and papers, his interest lies in applying towards a research in this industry. On this episode, we discussed about designing for enterprises. We spoke about what are the various terms and nomenclatures that are used in an enterprise design level. And also, we focused on the process that one must follow while designing for enterprise applications, along with pointing the differences on how different enterprise application is from traditional B2C application. In the end, we discussed on the various challenges that are involved in while designing for enterprise level application hope you guys enjoy this episode and on every friday we release a new episode with a new creative leader around the world to help you understand different topics related to design so don't forget to tune in into notes of design on every friday said with that happy designing everyone Hi Amit, welcome to Notes of Design. It's a pleasure hosting you today on our show. Hi, hi there. I'm really glad to be on this show. It's really nice to hear so many amazing speakers previously and it's an honor to be on the show. Thank you so much, Amit. So how's your day going, Amit? The day has been the same. I think across the world, we're all facing similar uh, reality. But uh, yeah, it's been, it's been great so far. Thank you, Amit. So if you could give a brief about yourself to our audience out there. A brief about myself. Uh, so I'm uh, Amit Patel. I'm a UX professional for around 13 years now. I currently manage a team of designers uh, for a product called Workplace Intelligence in Microsoft. And uh, yes, previously I worked in uh, different spaces. I worked in Honeywell Aerospace. I worked in IBM and multiple startups as such. So yes, uh, I'm a designer. I'm a thinker. And sometimes I'm a, many times I'm a doer first. So I graduated from uh, NID Gandhinagar. I've been an engineer before that and it has been a crazy career. And I also have the opportunity now to go back and teach at NID Bangalore and uh, MIT Design. So I think that's something that I'm really excited about. Thank you so much, Amit, giving a great intro about yourself. So let's start with your journey into design. How did you start and what are your tips to the beginners out there? So yeah, the journey journey has been always exciting. Uh, in fact, uh, when I was actually sitting back uh, as a young engineer in a company as a software tester, I was always wondering, is this what I'm going to do all my life? I didn't really know if that's going to be the way ahead. And uh, I was given this additional uh, responsibility to work on user interfaces. And uh, back in college, I used to do a lot of graphic design, posters, and things like that. You know, while on the job, uh, they gave me this additional uh, option to work on extra work around user interfaces, and that got exciting. So I started applying to places and applied to this place, uh, which had a lovely course on software and user interface design, and uh, got selected for the interviews. And that's when I realized that place uh, was pretty famous college called National Institute of Design. So it was a pretty uh, shocking thing for me. Okay, I got through for the interview level. In fact, I didn't even know that I. getting through further ahead but there was always a design uh, if i were to say design bug inside me to wanting 
trying to make things better. And I think uh, that's that's how it started. And as as I move on, uh, I think uh, in NID itself, uh, I changed my perspective of design. I used to think uh, design as a more of a you know surface level thing, but then I started realizing it's more in depth, and you actually have uh, opportunity to, to change people's lives as such. I did my internship at HP Labs, uh, or gesture based technology. That was exciting. Uh, back then, there was no such thing as uh, I think Nintendo V was the only. Uh, just a base thing around and uh, it moved on to me passing out out of uh, during a graduating during 2008 crisis so i can correlate with everybody right now who's graduating try to do a startup try to go to japan for uh, another internship and then started working uh, with uh, opera mobile and worked there for a few on the browser. We also had worked on browsers for the Nintendo Wii. And uh, then from there, I actually moved on to IBM. Uh, IBM was uh, a pretty huge organization to work for. Uh, and I think uh, it was exciting there as well. I was uh, an information architect there. I worked on the intranet of IBM. Uh, moving from there, I went to Arnival Aerospace. And, uh, and from Aerospace, which was a long tenure working on aerospace experiences, now I am in Microsoft uh, working uh, on AI-based stuff. So, yeah. And the tip that you mentioned, like, frankly speaking, I feel uh, the only tip that I can give to beginners is follow your instinct. Everybody has their own ways to grow. Uh, there's no formula for growth. So don't try to copy everybody else's formula. Everybody has their own uh, circumstances, situations through which they learn. And on that, I would say that learn from the opportunities that you get. Take every opportunity that comes your way. Don't try to be excessively choosy. Sometimes when you are excessively choosy, you lose out on something that is going to teach you. Finally, I will say, whatever you design, design with deep empathy and creativity. I think uh, that is critical, uh, even if you're doing enterprise design. And we'll get to know more as we talk. Thank you so much, Amit, for taking us through such a brilliant journey. And it's really inspiring. So on today's topic, like as you worked with all the big level major enterprises designing for enterprising solutions. So we're going to discuss about designing for enterprise today. So what is enterprise application and how different is it from designing for an ordinary applications that we have, right? Yeah, I think this is a big question and a lot of people are trying to find the answer for it. I would rather put it in layman's term of enterprise applications are applications that you use at work. If I were to put it from like everybody's perspective, you use at work in large organizations, mid-size organizations. And this could range from HR management software to uh, you filing your expenses, to even managing the whole airlines for aircraft maintenance space, or uh, even something as simple as Office Word, Excel, PowerPoint. And you also use them in enterprise context. If you see primarily enterprise applications are the ones which are focused around the organization's needs, not around just the individual's needs, because each organization has a purpose and it has a business to run. And how do we then make sure that that business uh, is done appropriately? Anything from handling people management to internal, external collaboration, or even inventories, you know, like uh, business processes, inventories, I think uh, business intelligence, predictability, everything comes under enterprise uh, applications. And, uh, when comparing it with normal applications, or if I were to say when comparing it with consumer applications, is that uh, one of the major differences uh, 
the customer is not always the user. And I think uh, that is something that we take for granted in the consumer space because the user gets to discover it, the user gets to buy it if it's valuable. But uh, in enterprise applications, the one who is buying the application or sort of who's the customer is the organization. And the organization chooses on your behalf because as I told you, organizations have a goal and a need and that is satisfied primarily by enterprise applications. So uh, that's one you know difference, major difference, and hence the experience around it is is pretty uh, different as such and i think it, it in my experience it has both pros and cons around that i mean pros of course you make the user use what you are designing but i think the con is around uh, just making sure that you know these applications don't get imposed upon i think another major learning that i've had uh, around ibm or designing for ibm or enterprise applica- uh, applications as such i think uh, there is this whole thing of uh, complexity of organizations organizations are extremely complex and uh, each organization has its unique flavor right as enterprises are phased out in different historical perspectives or different products that they release and so on so it's a this application or enterprise applications are the ones which are sort of embedded within the organizational culture and hence have multiple roles sometimes you have to design for multiple roles and uh, you can't just start by designing a screen it starts with a systemic perspective of thinking of around the whole system first and then going down to the individual user as such. Uh, I would say, you know, when you're designing uh, for these tools, delight is a factor, but most probably the task accuracy and completion of the task at hand is becomes very important because if you're not able to do that within your enterprise tool, then the chances are that the value, the core value of your enterprise tool is going to go down. So, uh, hence, uh, you know, so for example, in a cockpit, if a person is busy work, want, wanting some good amount of delight or have fun around it uh, and not worried about landing it accurately, then you know what's going to happen. Uh, even for uh, like analysts, you know, it, the delight factor is critical, but how do you actually get insights out of it is critical. And on that note, I would also like to say that when you're designing enterprise applications, you have to respect the rules that exist in organizations because everybody has good amount of expertise in their space. Hence, uh, you have to respect the rule is what I would say. Thank you so much, Amit, for explaining us in detail the enterprise application. So what is the process that you follow while designing for these applications as user mental models and behavioral patterns are entirely different when compared to B2C applications? Yes, uh, that's uh, again a gold mine to answer. I think, as I said earlier, there's no formula for success uh, in a career and I think there is no fixed formula for your working in the design space. But I think uh, it is of the space in which you go into. Uh, understand, design, and evaluate remains a standard process. And uh, uh, how do we actually then customize that for different spaces, different domains makes a big difference. So one important aspect I would say is uh, for particularly enterprise space is understanding the domain. And I think uh, understanding the domain is very critical depending on the domain of the application. Say, for example, you're making an enterprise application for finance domain. For aircraft, for uh, general business domain as such, you have to understand how it works, uh, how are the tools actually being used currently, what are the other tools around. And this kind of initial study or inquiry is very critical before you get down hands-on to designing. Uh, And I think uh, that level of understanding is uh, helping you to design an experience that fits into the fabric of the organization rather than being a new headache over the existing set of things that uh, employees already have. And it becomes like, you know, okay, now there's one more new tool I have to learn. So uh, if you have to take care of those aspects, uh, I know 
multiple companies buy multiple tools from different vendors. So the balancing that also becomes important because every company has their own ways of uh, designing their space as such. And uh, I think another part around it is, uh, like I said, that the expertise of the individual. So making sure that the expertise of the individual around personas, identifying uh, where they work, which context they work in. Sometimes people don't just sit in the C offices. Sometimes people are sitting on a tarmac or somebody is sitting back office or somebody is sitting in a front office. So when you actually look at those different contexts, they actually vary the usage and the way in which you structure the experience. Around. And finally, I would say once you actually have the design ready, uh, which uh, is a complex job by itself because there are a lot of feature richness around enterprise applications which you have to cut down or even make sure that the right features are showcased in the right places. But finally, validation. In the validation space, I think uh, enterprise applications tend to not do much of validation because of the reason that it can be imposed upon. But I feel that becomes a designer's responsibility to make sure that uh, we validate uh, these experiences with the right users. Because not just with the customers, but with the end users as such. Because uh, most of these, if they are not fitting in well, they lose the company as well as the product a lot of face value as such. So it's very easy to enforce your application, but very difficult to actually get it right for the right organization. So I think that's that part is very... Finally, I will also add one more element to it that is ignored in the enterprise application uh, is the visual aesthetics. Uh, unfortunately, most enterprise applications today uh, look horrendous or bad or ugly. And the reason for that is this enforcement mindset that you know I'll, we'll anyways enforce it to the organization so we don't care but it does affect the work culture so what happens is when you actually do not have a high degree of aesthetics or not even high degree i would say it's a standard required hygiene of aesthetics then the individuals tend to uh, work in a particular fashion delay their time sheets and things like that and due to which uh, a different culture is created so aesthetics plays a big role in uh, creating uh, good organizational uh, software or enterprise. Thank you so much, Amit. So what are the various challenges that we face while designing for enterprise level applications? Yes, uh, so I think it's, it's pretty challenging to be in the enterprise space. Uh, it, it looks like a very easy job, but it's, it's very difficult primarily because identifying the difference between how things should work versus how they actually are in the organization. So what I mean by that is the difference between the policy or the rules made by the organization versus how individuals in the organizations work uh, with their existing tools. If you are able to crack the difference between that, you can actually fit in your enterprise experience very well. Uh, many times you're customizing uh, these white-labeled softwares of yours, uh, your company software, and pushing them into the enterprise space. And that's when you actually need to be very sure about the existing ecosystem around it. Like, for example, uh, when I was working for IBM and I was working on the internet of IBM, the biggest challenge for me was uh, identify the complexity. So IBM is a company across multiple countries, multiple domains, good guys. So identifying the uniqueness of the internet across all countries at the same time trying to 
filter out and try to create a commonality across it. It's very challenging. So be prepared to work in Excel sheets for one year, one month or two months. Uh, as a designer, you should not shy away from doing such things because information architecture is something not at just visually good-looking screens, but also at a very, very top conceptual level of understanding the organizational structure and so on. So if you really love that level of thinking, I think this is the best place. Another, uh, another, another major challenge in the enterprise space is uh, the feature richness. I think uh, most enterprise applications have so many features inside an app that you actually are always struggling uh, because I, I'm sure most of you have heard of this whole idea of uh, everything is important. Trust me, everything is not important. You have to find out as it is what is important, what is not. It's almost like putting 30 bullet points in a slideshow and saying that, hey, I want to present everything at the same time. Where interaction techniques like, you know, progressive disclosure or even that's the reason I, I mentioned about information architecture, good amount of information architecture. And uh, I would say all your skills, your interface design skills, your information design skill and your interaction design skills, they all tested to their limits uh, in the space of enterprise applications and such. Thank you so much, Amit. So on a concluding note, I would like to ask you to recommend any of your three favorite books to our listeners out there. Books, yeah, love books. And in fact, uh, this is another thing I'm glad you're putting in the show because a lot of uh, designers stay away from books. And I think that's not a good thing. Books can teach you a lot. And if you if you don't want to read, please uh, listen to audio books. Uh, the books that I would recommend are uh, The Human Interface by Jeff Raskin. It's a pretty old book, but it has very basics of uh, interface and interaction design. And the way he writes about um, cognitive attention and so on is brilliant. So I would really recommend that. The second one is The Design Way. Design Way is something, uh, it's a book which has actually phased out my way of working in design. It it's actually forms a very philosophy or theory of design as such. So if you're like, interested in that space, The Design Way by Harold Nelson and Eric Stockman is brilliant. In fact, uh, both of these authors are very responsive on LinkedIn. So if you want to reach out to them, you can do that as well. And the third book, which I love, is uh, Rework. It's, it's by the founders of 37 Signals, uh, Jason Fried, uh, David Hansen. If you really want to think about work from a very slightly different perspective, I think this is the book to read. And it actually is very short read, so you can read one chapter. Thank you so much, Amit, for giving us your time and joining us to spread knowledge. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's, it's been a pleasure and uh, I think an honor to be on this show. And uh, all the best to everybody.